Yeah, what it do, world? I am JJ Moss, and welcome to another episode of the Moss Talk Podcast. Shout out to all my listeners, shout out to all my subscribers, shout out to all my viewers, shout out to everyone who share, comment, and like everything I put out for us. The podcast goes. Thank you all. I uh, appreciate the support. Uh, trying to get more support as uh, as this time goes by, but I'm taking it one day at a time. Not in a rush. Hey, gotta get it out the mud. Build this shit from the ground up. But, y'all already know what today is. Today is March 31st, 2020. Uh, today marks one whole year. One whole year uh, since we lost Nipsey Hussle. And it's been a year already. Like, a lot of us can't believe it. A lot of us cannot believe it. And I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people. I was like thinking about this in, I say, Late January, I was like, "Damn, it's damn near for to become a year since Nipsey died," and it's like, "Wow!" And then I was like, "And I had this kind of planned, like, kind of you know, ideal." I was like, "I'm gonna end up doing a, a dedication episode to him, I'll show my respects," and you know, um, I wasn't. I was just gonna come and just basically. Get on here and just, you know, let people know how I was introduced to Nipsey and how how I felt when I heard uh, that he was shot and then when they pronounced that he was dead and stuff like that. So first off, I'm going to start off. Uh, first off, we're going to start the episode off with with a moment of silence, uh, paying our respects to Nip. So can you please join me? Rest in peace, Nip. Brother, you are very, very missed out here. You are very missed by your fans. You're missed by your family. You're missed by your kids. Your, your demise impact and it sent shockwaves through the whole world, my brother. And you are very missed. And we're going to make sure this marathon continues. But, uh, all right, let me start off with my first introduction to... Nipsey Hussle. Now, back in, this was, had to be like, oh, nine, I say 2009, 2010. Because at this time, I can remember, I was live, I was still living with my mom. And uh, I didn't basically get my own place in 2010. I was like 22 at the time, 22. And um, I can remember, this was back when MTV and BET, uh, they, were, they had a balance at the time. Because, you know, once uh, Viacom bought up all the channels and stuff like that, it's like, that's when everything became like the same. Like, you see you see the same stuff on all these channels. So, but during this time, BET and MTV, was, they still had a balance there. They played, they, they had a time where they played the music was like really early in the morning. And then played, nothing, uh, played all their shows and like reality shows and stuff like that. And then like in the middle of the day, I say around three o'clock ish. They'll uh, they'll play their videos and stuff like that, or have their little uh, their music shows and stuff like that. And on Mondays they would have this thing called Mixtape Mondays. Like they have a segment, and they'll put the spotlight on someone's new project or mixtape. And they're so happened to uh, one day it was Nipsey's. 
Uh, I had just, uh, I think I was off from work that day. I didn't have to go to work that day. And for some reason, I remember this day. It was, like I said, it was uh, MCD, uh, MTV did this thing called Mixtape Mondays. I had just got done playing Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, I had been on it like since early that morning. So I ended up cutting uh, off the game. And what I was about to do, because at the time I was, uh, I was an inspired rapper at the time. And during that time, um, I could only record when my mom was at work because where I, uh, where the computer was, it was in the living room and my mom spent most of her time in the living room. Like she would watch TV and stuff like that. So, um, I was going to basically go probably knock out a song or two cause I was working on a mixtape at the time. So, um, I turned my Xbox off, um, uh, hit input. Go to uh, the channel where my cable was because we had direct TV at the time. And uh, I flicked through the channels with nothing on BET. Next, the next channel after BET was MTV. Boom. What show was going off at the time? I can't remember what show was going off. Had to have been some reality show, probably Jersey Shore or something like that. And as the, and that went off, they basically went into a mixtape Monday. Uh, they play, uh, this was during the time when Nipsey was basically getting, like, he was fresh to the industry. Like, he had been doing this thing locally within his city and stuff like that. But this is when he was, like, fresh to the industry, like a fresh face. So, he was promoting, uh, Hustle in the House. The song, his first single, his official first single where he sampled Criss Cross Jump. And they played that video, and then um, he had like a, a street mixtape at the time that he was promoting, so he was a part of the mixtape Mondays. So when I, as I'm watching the video, I'm like, who is this dude? I'm like, I ain't never heard of him. Because I'm, a, like I said, I'm a hip-hop head, I'm a hip-hop junkie. I'm all ears, I'm open to anything hip-hop. I'm open to anything that's hip-hop, and I feel like it's, it's someone, they spitting about something. Something that you can relate to, or something that you know that make you think, or open your mind up, or something just you know something that's that's lyrical, or something just bumping, or something that's different. And when I watched the uh, hustles in the house video, I was like, I'm pretty sure everyone else has that same uh, thought when they how they watch Nipsey. I'm like, damn, do remind you of Snoop? Do remind you of Snoop? And I was like, damn, I, I like dude. I'm like, I like this. I wanted like, and then I was like, okay. So he's promoting the, uh, the mixtape. And I, I had, um, I want to say I had my partner, uh, Rob, who basically used to give me everything I wanted for uh, mixtapes and albums and stuff like that. And I asked him, has he ever heard of him? He's like, no. Nah. I said, well, look him up. And he heard Hustle in the house, and he, um, he was able to get access to his other mixtapes and stuff like that. Because at this time, um, if you wasn't using, like, U-Torrent, you was getting your mixtapes from uh, Dad Piff, Live Mixtapes, MyMixtape.com, and stuff like that. And I, and I repeat, this is, like, back in 09, 09, uh, 2010. So, uh, that was my first introduction to Nipsey, as uh, far as his music and stuff like that. Now, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't keep up with it. I, I didn't keep up with uh, his movement as far as this I, after that. Uh, I liked the uh, hustles in the house and I kept up with the mixtape. 
But at that time, I was, like I said, I was an expiring artist myself. So I was kind of more focused on trying to do, do my own thing and stuff like that. So I was mostly writing and you know, trying to get my own stuff together, putting my own project out. Because at the time, I went by the name of Jay Menace. And I, I was uh, working on a mixtape called Who the Fuck is Jay Menace. So I was working on that. So during that time, I wasn't like really trying to be into anybody else and stuff like that. Because I was like, in order to get inspiration, I would listen to the uh, uh, previous stuff I recorded. So that's how I would get motivation to write. Or I'll probably listen to some old school um, R&B or some old, like some 70s music or 80s music and stuff like that. But as time went on, this is like probably like 2012, 2013. Uh, I'm checking, uh, I go check and see who has mixtapes out and I see Nip. He he stayed consistent. He stayed consistent with dropping music and stuff like that. But what also made me a fan of him was just a fan of the person was how he carried himself. And me, I'm someone who that I can like your music. Or I can I'm sorry, I can be a fan of your music, but also I can be a fan of you know the person. I can be a fan of the person that you are. And when I would go uh, to YouTube and I like. Type in like random in interviews and stuff like that. Uh, some of his interviews would be recommended, and it's just you can go back to his old uh, his old uh, uh, interviews and stuff like that. Back when either he had to do like the two, uh, the, either the ponytail or he just had the two braids to the back or he just had like the real short like the hair like it looked like an uh, old school Ice Cube Jerry curl, and it's just like you'll hear like. He, he was a thinking man. You could tell he was a thinking man that he would uh, put some thought process into his response when someone asked him a question. And that what made me a fan of what uh, what he was doing. And I was like, damn, I like what he's saying. Like, the stuff that people was, like, hearing doing, like the Victory Lap uh, promo run and stuff like that, he had been saying that back then. It's just, like, it didn't see the light until his demise. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people knew about what he was doing because he was under, like, he was, like, really killing it as far as in the independence. Because you got to think, this was during a time where the rap game was at a big decline as far as sales and stuff like that if you was a major artist. So if you was able to have a great independent uh, grind as far as with your music and build your own buzz up, like, you, you know what I'm saying, you was a... Like, you was looked at as a hero, a hero, because the major labels were suffering. Uh, you had labels folding at the time. Uh, at, and shit, you, you still got labels folding to this day, because you probably only got, like, what, three, four, five major labels uh, that's probably still standing to this day. It's probably less than that. And, you know, and at that time, and then also, I mean, uh, jump back. When Nipsey was, uh, when I first saw Nipsey, I think this is during the time he was signed to Epic. Either he was signed to Epic or he was going to get ready to sign Epic. And, you know, and as uh, time went on, I uh, found out he was uh, back independent because I guess the Epic situation didn't work out. Like, you can tell that he gave praises to the pioneers that, the pioneers of the rap game that, basically paved the way for the independence. And he took their blueprint and you know he made his own he made his own lane with it. And that's where, you know, 
That's what you see a lot of independent artists are doing now. And I salute them for that. Like, cause it's 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 cool to take what they're doing, but you gotta do your own thing. You gotta have your own thing going. There's nothing wrong with taking notes from the moguls that 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 paved the way for this independence, like your Luke Skywalkers, your Tony Drapers, uh your Master P's, uh your J Prince, uh all even uh, even the major black executives that uh during this time, or even back then. Like you had your uh uh Ted Lucas of slip and slide. You who yes you had. You had a lot of people. Uh Dame uh, before Rockefeller uh, broke up. Dame Biggs and Jay, you had a lot of uh, execs like uh, your Diddy's and stuff like that. But Nipsey always paid homage to Master P, and and I t- I I looked at it uh, uh, I I looked at that as like very interesting because you know I'm someone who grew up on Master P and I witnessed the No Limit movement. I witnessed the No Limit movement when it was when it popped off and everybody was jamming nothing but No Limit and you know I'm saying in Memphis. So everybody I, I remember it. And he basically that was like one of his you know what I'm saying, that's one of his you no know, one of the people he looked up to and like people like E forty and Too Short and JT big uh JT the bigger figure. Like that Bay Area and that, that California independent hustle, like that's I'm saying that's who Nip basically took his blueprint. Uh, that he took notes from them and he did his own thing. And that's just like when he did the um when he did the mixtape for a hundred dollars and he made bank off that. And I never forget when he uh he did the screenshot of his Tonecore account and that shit was like at nine hundred thousand dollars. Like shit, I was like damn. And I didn't know what the fuck Tonecore was. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I researched it. I said, oh, this is how you get your stuff on iTunes and stuff like that. Because during this time, um, streaming was still new. Streaming was still new. Um, so, and physical copies was like basically be- becoming like how the dinosaurs are extinct. So, but like I said, I'm someone that I, I can become a fan of your music, but I can also be more of a fan of the person and how they carry themselves. So that's how I was with Nip. That's how I was with Nip. And I never forget on that uh on the day that uh I never forget on the day he died. This was on a Sunday. I can remember this was on a Sunday. Um I was I was here at home. I was here at home. Uh, my wife had gone out to get something from this store. She went to Walmart to get something. And uh I was strolling through Facebook and I can't remember which one of my Facebook friends uh, who probably said uh, I want to say it was my partner, my orange man partner Jamio. I'm pretty sure it was Jamio. He's like, man, they just uh, shot uh, they shot Nip or something like that. And then he was like, and then Nip is one of his favorite uh, artists too. And it so happened that Nip ended up passing on his birthday, which is you know March 31st. You know, shout out to the boy Jamie on happy birthday to you, homie. But he was like, damn. Um, he's like, damn, don't let this happen. Like, I, like he's like, that was one of his you know what I'm saying, favorite artists. 
And I was like, damn, I hope that don't happen. Because this was during the time uh, when Victory Lap was, like, popping. And this was probably, like, um, this, cause this was during the time when everybody was, like, basically pissed off that he didn't get uh, he didn't get the Grammy for album of the year. Because Cardi B ended up getting it. And I'm sorry. I feel like it was still bullshit. He should have got it. Even if he was if he was still here or not. I feel like he should have got it. Because... He had finally got the spotlight that he, you know what I'm saying, during that time, during the victory lap. Because victory lap was, victory lap was a, a, a well-produced album. It was a well-produced album. So, and, so that was like, and then people was like, damn, I hope, uh, prayers for Nip, prayers for Nip, prayers for Nip, prayers for Nip. And then, you know, us people, like, who, who just think, like, we see, we hear about this every time. Like, a rapper getting shot. And then nine times out of ten, they end up surviving it, and then you know they come back stronger. And then somebody else made a post and said it's not looking too good for Nip. And they said because they was like one of his uh, one of the gunshot wounds was to the head. And I was like, damn, I hope not. And then when I think TMZ made the announcement, which you know just because they're TMZ don't make them accurate, but they end up kind of being right. And it was like a hurtful feeling. Like, it struck the whole universe. Like, it struck the whole universe. Like, it hit, it, it sent shockwaves to the hip-hop community and just the whole world. And they, like, made the announcement that he was dead at the age of 33. I was like, wow. And I had text my wife. And I was like, baby, I said, them folks, I said, um, Nipsey Hussle just died. He got, he got killed. She's like, oh my God, like that's so sad to hear. I hope they catch whoever did it. And I was like, and uh, my partner Rob, uh, he was like, man, I can't believe them folks killed Nip. And I was just, uh, I was just, I was just shocked. I was just shocked, like, damn, why him? Why him? Why him? Why him? Because the stuff that he had, like, I feel like, he but he was like he dude was like on his way like the what he did with Victory Lap and what he was doing with his stores and stuff like that it wasn't nowhere near the tip of the iceberg of what he, the things that dude that man had planned and he ended up getting killed and then what was more disturbing I had to log out of social media and I had to log out of social media and I ain't gonna lie I did not get too much of a good night's sleep because it's just like damn. Why is like the ones that like they're trying to motivate the the communities and try to do something for their for their communities and stuff like that? They're the ones that always end up getting killed. They're the ones that always getting killed. And I had to log out of social media because people was passing around the videos. Like you know, you strolling through and the videos are already playing and. It's the like the only video of I guess the uh, somebody was recording as they was trying to uh, do uh, they was trying to bring him back to life with him on the ground and I was like I just logged out like I did not want to see that I did not want to see that I did not want to see that and it was like you just couldn't believe it and then just like the love that that he got and then a lot of people was like making me mad because. People just, and I hate this also. People get mad. Be like, man, y'all like y'all was a fan for these people from day one. I'm like, what's wrong with having sympathy for somebody? 
That's what I don't get. Like, is the world that damn heartless to the point where is it a crime to have sympathy for people? Damn. Man, y'all want no Nipsey Hussle fan at first and stuff like that. Okay. But what is so wrong with showing sympathy and showing respect and showing love to a man who was just killed in front of his own store in his own neighborhood that he was born and raised in? He grew up in that neighborhood. Neighborhood Nip. He grew up in that neighborhood. I'm saying he was born there and he died there. And then it just, and then what was really kind of, I say, disturbing after his death. Now, one thing I will say is, like, I like how basically he was sent off, uh, sold out, uh, it was a sold out Staples Center uh, as far as his, uh, his, his funeral and stuff like that. And, like, he went out. Like, he, he, like, he, just, he went out. Like, it was a big turnout. Like, everybody had love for Nip. Everybody had love for Nip. And, I just hated this, like, how everybody was ready to expose shit. Like, everybody was ready to, like, all of a sudden when this man is gone, this when everybody want to come out the woodwork with these these stories and stuff like that. He didn't really own the store, and he didn't really do this and stuff like that. Okay, like, how? okay, even if it's, if it's true or not. It's not about if that's true or not. It's about what the, the, the motivational... Words that he put out there. He was preaching independence. He was preaching ownership. He was preaching it. I'm saying he. I'm saying he was always speaking about that. He always made sure that he put that in his and when um, any interview or anything like that, whatever he was doing, he made sure he put that. He put that in his sentences, and then. What really was like what was really bad was then all of a sudden everybody wanna come out and say he wasn't a legend. Like people like Wack One Hundred and all that stuff. It it really it was just it was poor it was just poor taste, man. It was just it was disturbing, it was disgusting. And it just goes to show you like how people are when you die. And I feel like the only reason why those people were like that because they saw how much the world loved Nip. Regardless if he was a game banger or he's and stuff like that, it's all about what the man stood for. That's what it was all about. 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 I mean, yes, you probably did have some bandwaggers who didn't really mess with Nipsey and stuff like that. But it doesn't matter now. Like he still gets love. He still gets. His praises and stuff like that. Now, yes, I, I, I do feel like yes, it would have been better if he got those praises while he was here. But yet, we cannot, we can't change anything. We can't rewind time and go back and do that. But all that matters is that this man will always be a legend. He will always go down as a legend. Like his name will remain in these history, uh, in in hip hop history, and you know. He will always be praised and celebrated. He will always be praised and celebrated. And I don't know. It's just and then it's just how everything like kind of went after his his death. They wanted to close the store down because they feel like it was causing too much traction and stuff like that. But yet y'all ain't shut Graceland down. 
Y'all got like y'all let people come in and out of that whenever they want. You got people who travel from other countries to just to visit Graceland. Y'all ain't shut that down, but yet y'all want to shut his marathon store down because it was causing too much traction. Because people came to show their respects. People came, I flew all, all over the world to pay their respects to Nip. That's what I don't get about this country, man. I don't get that. I don't get that. And, you know, I'm not going to get into the conspiracy theory stuff. Like, I'm not going to get into that because um, that we're not here for that. We're, we're here to celebrate him. We're here to celebrate him. And I just hope that, you know, everyone continue to bump Nipsey, bump his old stuff, uh, the Slauson Boys mixtape and Mailbox Money, Victory Lab, bump all that stuff, man. Bump his old stuff. Like, bump all that stuff. Even the stuff he was featured on, man. Bump that shit. Stream it. Buy it. No matter what, man. Let, you know what I'm saying? Show, I'm saying? Show your appreciation for this, man. Show your appreciation. And uh, before we end this episode, I want to say uh, much respect to his whole family, his kids, uh, everyone that was basically his, his label mates, people, that his business partners and stuff like that, man. Salute to you all for carrying on his legacy. Salute to the artists like uh, Quincy White, um, all the artists out there in L.A. Um, who are great friends with him, people that's in the industry, they knew him well and stuff like that, man. Y'all carry this man's legacy on. Let this let this marathon continue. Let it keep going, man. Don't let it stop. And also, uh, big up to Nip because as of right now, he's a multi-platinum artist, uh, over six million sold his his singles, his songs, and his album up to six or seven million sold, man. And you deserve it, my brother. And like I said, forever nip. Long live neighborhood nip. You will always remain a legend in our eyes. Rest in peace, brother. Rest in peace.